80% of all illness really starts in the mouth. So when we take care of our mouths, we're actually enhancing our health and our beauty. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella and today I have a guest that you went absolutely mad for. I am so happy to welcome back Nadine Artemis. Hey Nadine. Hi. I'm so glad to have you back. So the episode that we did on natural beauty, Nadine, just really struck a chord with a great many people. And that was episode 68. So it wasn't that long ago, actually. And just for everybody's reference, we're talking about self-dentistry today. We're talking about having beautiful pearly whites. We're talking about healthy teeth and how integral that is to your health in ways that you would never even imagine. And Nadine, this is something of a specialty for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is because uh, I wrote a book and I developed a whole line of oral care. So it's definitely been a focus of mine for the past decade. Well, since you're time on the show in episode 68 talking about natural beauty. I and a lot of other people have spent some time on your site, livinglibations.com, and you guys were kind enough to send me an essential oil blend to use as a toothpaste, which I've never done before ever. So I cannot wait after the <laughs> show to direct everybody to your site and to talk about some of the, well, some non-conventional ways and far healthier ways to take care of your teeth. But Nadine, first of all, why are we talking about this besides vanity, besides wanting, you know, <laughs> a, that perfect smile, perfect teeth? Why should we care about this? Well, it is something, you know, we're kind of involved with every day, but not on a deep level. We've been brushing since we were kids and maybe we haven't really learned why, except we don't want cavities and that kind of thing. But also, um, you know, there's a large group of doctors and dentists now that feel that about 80% of all illness really starts in the mouth. So when we take care of our mouths, we're actually enhancing our health and our beauty. So I feel like, and you tell me if you disagree, but I feel like everything comes down to your mouth and to your gut. Like at the end of the day, if you can get your mouth yes. right and your gut right, and those two seem to be linked as well, but if you can get your mouth right Completely. and your gut right, like you're going to live forever. What do you think? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally right there. It's so huge. And these, these are two <laughs> things that we, ne you know, people don't talk about in conventional medicine or just in, I don't know, just really conventionally at all. This is all news to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just somehow, it's just when uh, when they sort of institutionalize dentistry and medicine, you know, we just got on a different path. And now we're going on a new path, especially what I love is really, because it goes back to the guts, is really the microbiome. So the, this, the revolutionary research that's going on with the microbiome in the past decade really is linking up. Uh, modern medicine with sort of more holistic approaches because when you really understand the microbiome you're it's I feel like a lot of medicine a lot of people that research a lot of scientists are going whoa I am yeah I wanted to talk about some ways we could take care of our oral health but really I just really it was almost like how do we have our teeth look amazing when I know that a lot of the products that are sold conventionally are quite toxic and I thought I knew though all the things there were to know about this and so you were kind enough to share your book with me, Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. And I was like, oh, I know. I've been reading this for years. And I opened it up and I learned something completely new and revolutionary on page one. <laughs> so one thing that you share is you say there has been more dental decay in the past hundred years than in any previous century. How is that possible? Yeah, it's quite staggering because we really, we've been taught, especially in North American culture, we've been taught to brush twice daily and floss and visit the dentist. And yet we really do have a staggering number of cavities, crowns, root canals, and extracted teeth. So really when we see that, we're like, hmm, something's got to be amiss with this system. And even though if you, you know, you walk down the drugstore dental aisles and you will find just a plethora of these periodontal promises ranging from floor fluoride floss to minty mouthwash 
Um, you know, and then you've got to go, we've got it really ingrained that we're to go to the hygienist and the dentist like twice a year. And we've been, I'm sure many people that brush daily with a lot of diligence for decades are still going to the dentist and finding all they, they've been diagnosed with periodontal disease or receding bleeding gums are quite norm, unexpected cavities in adulthood, and then millions of root canals are performed annually. So I really feel that what's going on is to me, that's the definition of insanity because we're doing the same thing and we're expecting different results. And that is the current state of our dental care is a bit insane. One of the things that flips my lid on this topic is sort of analogous to what you taught us about conventional makeup. And that is that the things that are designed to accomplish beauty are actually harming the very things that make you beautiful. And you can define beauty however you want, but what I mean is these dental, these oral products are actually hurting our oral health. Completely. And especially now with understanding that, you know, the mouth is connected to the body. It's a complete systemic system. And with the research with the microbiome, we now know that the periodontal procedures and the medicants of modern dentistry and all the commercial oral care products really disrupt the gums and the beneficial biofilms. They mutate the mouse microbes. And so many of our oral care practices suppress our immune system. They really, it's almost like we've been kind of carpet bombing our mouth with these very harsh astringent products and procedures that disrupt our bacterial community inside our mouths and inside our guts. So we really need to really be like making friends with this bacterial community. We need to fluff our flora, befriend the bacteria. We need to abandon the commercial products, practices, the antibiotics that are really making the microbes in our mouths mutate, that model the teeth. And they're really like what I call it, they're deforesting the flora of our oral ecology. So we have to think of the inside of our mouths like a full environment. It's a whole ecosystem in there. Just like our guts. This is what we're all learning and the Ella community is sort of learning together is that your gut is housing its own ecosystem. Your mouth is housing its own ecosystem. And you are the only person that's ever made me aware that our <laughs> skin itself has its microbiome and the chemicals that we put on it disrupt that. Again, I'm referring back to the episode that we did together already. But so I want to share with people why traditional store-bought tooth paste and mouthwashes and all of those things that we take for granted, why those are actually quite detrimental. I want to share with people some natural ways that you have for us to care for our mouths that leave you in great condition. We are not talking about foregoing personal hygiene guys or vanity for that matter, <laughs> but I think it's so important, not at, not at all, but I think it's so important, Nadine, to first help us understand that our teeth are actually living things. Yes. So they are living things. Our teeth are alive. And the secret to understanding, I think, how this is all connected is that we need to know, and I know your dentist didn't tell you because most of them don't know, but my research comes from pioneering dentists. So my so while many dentists don't know this, many dentists do. And this is where we're bridging their research, bridging it together. And that's a lot of what, what my book comes uh, is all in my book because I am not a dentist as you all may know but I have teeth <laughs> and I want to know about them just as much as everybody else does and that's why I wrote my book because I felt like there was some books out there and they talked about sort of the more bigger subjects like what to do with mercury and root canals and all that but uh, I felt there was a real gap in just that daily care of our mouths that we all need to know from that like person to person level. So the secret that we all need to know is that our bodies are designed with a dentineal fluid, a dentineal lymph fluid that acts like an invisible toothbrush. And this fluid is in each tooth and it repels cavities. It synthesizes new dentin, which is, come, which is how new strong enamel and teeth are formed from the odontoblasts. And we also need to understand because our teeth and our mouth are alive, they can be incubators of infection. If we're doing things like root canals, have mercury fillings, using a toothpaste with triclosan in it. And we need to really think about creating what I call a microbetopia for the multitudes of microbes in our mouths. So we have sort of this triple threat to our mouths right now, which is the, you know, the, the, the harmful procedures, 
the general lack of understanding about this tooth nurturing dentineal fluid, this invisible toothbrush. And then the third thing is just this basic sort of periodontal scorched earth policy on bacteria, which is just like, have that really harsh mouthwash to take care of your dental infection. And so it's this trifecta of the lack of understanding the harmful procedures and this periodontal scorched earth policy. It's this trifecta that really is the perfect periodontal storm that fosters the entropy, the dental decay. And really, we have a system that settles for Band-Aid solutions of bleaching, gum grafts, veneers, and fillings, and none of those get to the root of the problem. Well, you helped make this super clear to me, and you reference Dr. Steinman's work here when you paint a picture of how our teeth are indeed internally active. And you said that Dr. Steinman found a constant flow of fluid in the teeth that originates near the intestinal area and flows upward and outward through the tooth. What? <laughs> what? what? I've not... I've I've literally never heard of that before. And, and, And he says, ultimately, it appears on the surface of the enamel like beads of microscopic sweat. So in other words, this is all tiny, tiny, tiny. But this process is going on where this fluid is coming literally up from our intestinal area. Walk us through this. Yeah. And that, that fluid takes an, uh, five minutes to get to the teeth, but from the inside of the tooth to the surface of the tooth, that takes an hour. Just a side note. Yeah, that was so neat. So I just, I read everything that Hal Huggins ever wrote about 10 years ago. And he had one book. I remember it was hard to find. I got like a vintage copy and it was called Why Raise Ugly Kids, which was a little bit about (laughs) dental care, but it was a lot about other things. And he had this one chapter where he said his mind was blown and he went to meet Dr. Ralph Steinman and everything he'd learned went away. And they had like one sentence on that invisible dentineal fluid. So I talked to Hal Huggins before he died, and I really researched this dentist. And luckily, they even have a a research book. came out after I wrote my book, but it's now on the DFT, the Dentineal Fluid Transport System. It documents all of his 40 years of research that he combined with Dr. Leonora, which was an endocrinologist. So um, teeth are really fed from their roots by this dentineal lymph system. And it's kind of like tree roots that draw up nutrients via the sap. So the dent, the dentineal lymph flow is, is a toroidal system. Mm-hmm. It's a lymph liquid that spins inwards and upwards into the tooth's core, which is called the pulp chamber. And then that flows through the tooth and out onto the enamel like this microscopic sweat and these tiny droplets coalesce on the surface of the enamel where they form a fluid layer that prevents biofilm formation and then it co-mingles with the saliva to lubricate and then further communicate with the mouse microbiome and that that is like the you know that's the beauty of course we're designed with a system that won't allow our teeth to decay if we're in the right, you know, under the right conditions. So when this dentineal lymph system, this lymph secretion is properly metabolized and functional, it does act like this invisible toothbrush. And of course, it's, it's why Dr. Steinman hooked up with an endocrinologist is because he wanted to know how does this work? What turns on this system? And of course, it goes back to the hypothalamus which is um, what I like to think of as the sort of the grandmaster hormone system. And um, the hypothalamus activates. So when we chew food, messages are signaled to the hypothalamus. This signals the parotid glands, which are kind of by the jaw and ear, but inside. And then that activates this system. So of course, you know, it goes back to hormones and insulin and the whole body's connected. Um, so when we have the invisible toothbrush working, it prevents systemic decay, it inhibits the penetration of pathogens, and it neutralizes acids on the tooth surface. But, and here's the, cl- the catch, the dentineal lymph flow can stagnate and even fully reverse. And diet and hormones are the principal activators of the self-cleansing system. So certain chemicals and medication, like fl- fluoride or antibiotics, as well as a diet of processed food, high in sugar and refined carbohydrates, those can, that can obviously spike insulin levels and then that disharmonizes hormones and then that causes the dentineal lymph system 
to reverse. And when that happens, the capillaries in the tooth suck in bacteria and other microbes from the mouth into the tooth like a straw. And then that causes infection and biofilm formation within the pulp chamber and dental and tubules. And that then this self-cleansing system becomes a self-contaminating system, which causes something which I like to call a leaky tooth, which is basically the beginning of a cavity. And that's the genesis of how a cavity is created. It's not about acids and sugar sitting on the tooth, because if the system's working properly, that's not going to be an issue. So really, we need to also reframe a cavity, because a cavity is actually an infection in the tooth. And like all wounds, it actually has the ability to heal because our teeth are alive. <laughs> yeah, this is where this is how we sort of come full circle, right? So even if yes. we even if the science is lost on us, okay, or just me personally, then here's my takeaway: what I'm what I'm hearing you say. You're saying that because our teeth are living structures and they're in this dynamic relationship with our body, then they can heal like bones and they can create new tissue and they can exist in a self-sustaining system if we're taking care of the system. That's my takeaway. Does that, am I on point there? That's totally, yeah, totally correct. And so also the current condition of anybody's teeth and mouth can evolve. Like wherever you're at right now, it can get better. Because when we don't think of our teeth as alive, we forget. We just think, like, because that's what I grew up. I just thought you you grow your teeth and then they're done and you better take care of them. Exactly. I thought they were like sort of like rocks in your mouth. <laughs> they just did, they did their totally. job. <laughs> yeah. Well, to follow that logic, then they would respond to the same factors like nutrition or bacteria or trauma or hormonal disruption. Like they're going to be as responsive as other parts of your body in their own way. Absolutely. And then where, you know, where you're getting childhood cavities, I think it's a really good example because it, it's either like something wasn't nutrient dense during pregnancy or pre-pregnancy or in the early, early years where the teeth are forming. And of course, obviously cavities can form later too for different reasons, but that's sort of uh, some understanding of, the, of the, why nutrition is so important pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, and for the early years. And yes, if we have a cavity, it often means that the you're deficient in something. And then the, then we can combine the research of Dr. Steinman, who, who was able to show cavities reversing and healing without even changing the sugary diet, by, but by simply adding magnesium and phosphorus, reduce the decay rate. Um, and probably there was some other micronutrients in there like manganese and copper and that kind of thing. But that reduced the decay rate by 86%. Dr. Melvin Page, working in a separate part of the universe, confirmed the same stuff by finding that when phosphorus blood serum levels drop below 3.5, cavities began to form. And then we have the work of Dr. Weston Price, who was the former president of the American Dental Association in the 1930s. He traveled around the world studying different cultures that um, hadn't yet been exposed to white man food is what I call it. And um, (laughs) so he was looking at like, you know, whether it was up from the Eskimos to native uh, population along the West Coast to Fiji Islands, to the Hebrides, to Peru, to the Swiss Alps. He looked at everybody's teeth. So from his work, what we now know is that the fat-soluble vitamins of K2 and D3 reversed and inhibited decay. So they are so key, those fat-soluble vitamins, because they uh, usher minerals into the bones. So without those fat-soluble vitamins, if we're not getting them to put the minerals into our bones, you know, then our minerals are just going into the blood, and that's not good either. Okay. Wow. There is so much here. So what you're saying is a cavity is not because you ate a piece of candy and didn't brush your teeth. A cavity is a sign of trouble from the inside out. Yes. Okay. And, and spiking insulin and spiking blood sugar levels reverses that dentineal lymph system. So on one level, the candy is a problem, but not in the way that we've been traditionally thinking. 
in the 1940s, it was decided that it was the acidogenic theory that they were going to say was the main cause. At that time, there was debates between whether decay is systemic or if it's acidogenic theory. And in the 40s, it was decided it's acidogenic theory, and that's what we've all grown up on. Wow. And that does not take into account systemic or the dentineal lymph system, which is really the key. Well, now you say if you see a cavity developing or you fear that you or your child, for example, is developing a cavity, you say, don't run to the dentist. What should someone do instead, in your opinion? Well, I mean, you can run to the dentist. Well, you don't have to run, but you can walk to the dentist and then you can look at it and you can decide, like you can go, oh, that is the beginning of one if you wish, um, but don't get it filled right away. Um, and so what you want to do is, is really supplement. Like, I mean, I love getting stuff from food, but then there's sometimes when you've got a supplement. So you want to get a really good source of cod liver oil, which will help with the, the K2 and D3 vitamins. And that's what actually Dr. Weston Price used because um, they didn't have like a lot of fancy vitamins back then. Right. So he was really big into the cod liver oil because it has the fat soluble vitamins. And why, why they work is they're a carboxylating osteocalcin, those fat soluble vitamins. And what that means is it is bringing in those minerals to the bones. And you know, when we have minerals just floating around in our blood system, then we have a lot of other health issues that can help and happen, right? Like calcification of the soft tissues and mm -hmm. you get a lot more mouth plaque that then turns into tartar. So that's important. But yeah, you really want to really look at diet. All right. So because what we're really talking about here is we're talking about the fact that you can remineralize your teeth by what you take in rather than necessarily opting sort of automatically and on autopilot to have something put on your tooth externally. Yes. Yeah, so, the, and then there's like, if you have the beginning of a cavity, that's more like a brown lesion. That's really early stages, early to early to heal. And, but even if there's other decay, if you can work on the things that have created it and you can reverse it, then that's amazing. It doesn't mean the teeth tooth's going to go back to like perfect white, but what it is, is then it becomes stabilized. So then that brown spot is no longer mushy and the, the decay has stopped. So that's the thing too. So you really want to work with a very good dentist because most everything I'm telling you today, if you go to your normal childhood dentist, they will say your information is insane. You know what I mean? They'll just be like, they don't even think the teeth are alive, most dentists. So, you know, and if you are going to get a cavity filled, then you want you know, the least amount of tooth being taken away. You want the best dental materials. You want the latest and the greatest techniques. You want to use ceramic resins. You know, you don't want the plastics in there. You want to make sure that they're using um, biocompatible dental materials that work for your immune system and your body. And a good dentist will have those tests in place and they will have filtered water and they won't think you're insane to try and remineralize your tooth. They will give you advice on what supplements you need to remineralize your tooth and those dentists exist. And there's usually one in every state or province or city right now. I'll list the index to biological dentists that everybody can do a search for what is near them. And you raised an issue that a lot of people care about when you talked about healing your teeth from the inside out. And you say that that also works with teeth whitening, Nadine. Is that true? Yes, because teeth are, uh, they, what, they become white from the inside, so to speak. So what's really interesting to know is that our enamel on our teeth, it's actually transparent. And it's the health of the pulp chamber of the dentin inside the tooth that makes for white teeth. So I always think of it as like, you know, if it's inside the tooth, the pulp chamber, I just think of it as like fat, even though, you know, it's not a fat area, but it's just the word I think of like plump and pulpy and juicy and filled with fat soluble vitamins. Then you're going to reflect out through that enamel, like a nice, healthy white tooth. If the teeth are gray and glassy, which, you know, you can get um, with a lot of people that are on a really focused vegan diet because, because they're not getting the fat-soluble vitamins. 
So if that's, you know, a path that you're going to go down, then you really need to make sure that you're supplementing with D3 and K2. You know, K2 comes from a lot of animal products because K2 has to come from um, eggs, cheese, dairy, or meat that's been grass-fed. So actually a lot of people are K2 deficient because most people are getting their cheese and eggs from factory farms. And so those animals have had no exposure to sun and grass. And that's what makes K2. And that'll make like your egg yolk orange as opposed to like pale yellow. But K2 supplements, you know, they're, they're a fermented soy based, um, so it's suitable for a vegan diet. Um, but that can happen a lot. And I've seen that a lot with a lot of vegan kids is just you get the gray glassy teeth. And that means that core nutrients are not being eaten. Now, you can also kind of get gray discolored teeth if you have plaque on your teeth. Maybe you haven't had them deep clean for a while and you haven't been following like the eight steps to get them all polished up. So if that's the case, it could just be discolored plaque. You know, when you drink a glass of red wine and you haven't brushed your teeth all day and your teeth are like red and fuzzy, <laughs> that's like sort of the same thing. Or, you know, I'm sure many of your listeners eat really rich pigmented food like spirulina, blue-green algae, those kind of things. So again, that could just be discoloring your plaque. And then um, th- there's tricks that we'll talk about later when we talk about the eight steps that will clear that up. Okay, so let me make sure that we're following you here. So you're saying that there are, in, in very general terms, two types of discoloration. So the first one is in from the inside out when you have malnutrition or you're lacking in some of the fat-soluble vitamins and you're going to have more of a gray tint, and that is from the inside out, and you can bleach until the cows come home and it's not going to help your teeth. Yeah, and they're actually, if you're bleaching, you're going to be in a worse position because your enamel is going to be weaker, everything's going to get weaker, and that means your teeth are more porous, and that means they're going to be more easily stained. You say bleaching is not recommended ever, and that not only will those treatments eat away at your enamel, and therefore your teeth will be ultimately more vulnerable to staining. Yeah, so it's really quite silly. And then, you know, then the effect of bleach on the microbiome, not so good. However, hydrogen peroxide, which some of these treatments have as a part of it, hydrogen peroxide is, is awesome. I think every household needs it. And that's something you can use on your teeth. I just don't recommend it daily because it's a bit astringent for the gums and you always want to use it at 3%. But, um, you know, for some reason... Hydrogen peroxide's okay for the microbiome. It's just really neat. There's a, there's some substances on the planet that are like iod like iodine, essential oils, hydrogen peroxide, um, even things like salt. They can take care of some pathogens, but they still work cooperatively with the beneficial bacteria. And those are the targeted, those are the medicines that we really need right now. We need microbiome friendly, potent medicine. Okay. So you're saying that even though a lot of the whiteners come with hydrogen peroxide, the point is you don't need all the toxic stuff. You can just create your own solution without all of that stuff using some of the more simple ingredients that some of them do contain. And you point out, you say that you can easily remove because I, I did articulate the one type of stain that's from the inside out. And the second type of stain is the one that you say, no problem. Like you don't need to waste your money on these toxic whiteners because you can remove the the type of stain you talked about that comes from coffees, blueberries, and red wine by polishing your teeth with say baking soda and salt. I know that's one thing that you suggest or with a hydrogen Mm -hmm. peroxide, a 3% hydrogen peroxide swish. Um, And then we'll get into some of these other but your point is in bleaching your teeth you are taking a short-term result with long-term detriment or you're doing something you don't even need to do in the first place because there are so many other ways to accomplish it absolutely you got okay so i want to talk about the self-dentistry with natural products with botanicals with things that you already have in your pantry but before we do that i found your chapter on the gums absolutely fascinating and that is not a sentence i planned on ever uttering um but i want you to share the role that the gums play because they're important when it comes to your self-dentistry steps and it'll paint a picture for everybody so we can understand this as we move into the steps on how to take care of them Yes, they are. Gums are so important, and that's kind of where a lot of problems start. 
So sensitive teeth, for example, is usually a gum issue. And then I'm sure if you've been to the dentist and they've talked about receding gums, gum pockets, all of that, because it's such an important area where the gum line meets the teeth. And the chemicals that we use in dentistry erode our gums. And 98% of the population in North America has periodontal disease, which is gum disease. And so when we're not taking care of our gums and when the gum pockets start receding, and we don't want that. You want your gums nice and tight around the teeth because where the gums recede, that part of the tooth doesn't have the same enamel. Gum line cavities are also a big issue, and those only start once the gum has started to pull back a bit. And gums are able to be restored, I know, but can even receding gums be regenerated? Yes even though your dentist won't agree with me, but some will. My dentist did not agree and recommended that I have like the skin grafting. Surgery. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you don't, you know, and, and how many people have that surgery and need to get regrafted six years later because it's a band-aid solution that doesn't actually heal the issue at hand. It's also extremely so, painful, like extremely oh, yeah. painful. And who wants surgery ever? Okay, so that lays a very useful groundwork, Nadine. And now I want to get into the nitty gritty. I want to talk about the stuff that we have in our bathrooms right now and what we're going to replace them with because you have an entire chapter on toothpaste. And I love the title of this chapter because it's called Maybe Harmful If Swallowed. Why did you call it that? Because that's what's on the back of many oral care products. Literally on our oral care products, it says maybe harmful if swallowed. And we are putting it where? Like where? Not in our ear. Like oh, in our no. mouths. <laughs> Which is like the thinnest skin. Like it's epithelium. So it's one cell thick. And if we, 98% of us have gum disease and bleeding gums, then it's seeping into the, into our teeth even more. Or not our teeth, our bodies, our bloodstream. Well, you mentioned a few. I won't read them all, but I'm just going to, just for just for fun, just for giggles, yeah. I'm going to share just a couple of the chemicals that are in our toothpaste, and then I'm going to ask you about one in particular. So you say that we have propylene glycol, which you go into what's wrong with that, FD&C color pigments. I've talked about artificial dyes a great deal. Triclosan, that one's super fun. Um, artificial mm. sweeteners, ethanol, detergents, surfactants, calcium flavorings, carrageenan, and my favorite, fluoride. And a lot of people will say, well, of course there's fluoride in my toothpaste. Nadine, please explain to us why fluoride is perhaps not the miracle that it is cracked up to be. Well, if you suffer from cavities, fluoride might treatment might be right for you, but the possible side effects may include. So these are the side effects of fluoride. Bleeding gums, dental fluorosis, sclerosis, dementia, pitted and crumbled teeth, impaired myelin sheath, acne, arthritis, gingivitis, bone crippling disease, joint pain in your knees, thyroid disease, hip fractures, hyperactivity, damaged sperm, motility, increased infertility, disrupted collagen synthesis, gastritis, suppressed immune system, impaired glucose metabolism, nausea, tooth discoloration, frequent urination, poisoning, and reduced IQ. So go ahead and ask your dentist if fluoride is right for you. Is that it, Nadine? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people are going to hear this. I really want to break this down because I've actually been reading about fluoride for a good while now, and I understand that fluoride is added to my water. I understand that fluoride is added to traditional or conventional toothpaste. And I understand that there are a great many people who are hearing this for the first time, Nadine, and they're like, are you kidding me? If it were that dangerous, even one third that dangerous, it wouldn't be so prolific. Would you like to speak to that? Oh, it was so deep. I don't even know where to begin. But apparently, you know, it's a it's a byproduct of the aluminum industry and they have to get rid of the stuff. So they thought they put it in our water and, you know, you could read about it forever. I always just think the really easy way to understand. Well, also, you can see you can see on Google, just look up fluorosis dental fluorosis and mottled teeth and you will see how the fluoride in our water and dental products really harms our teeth. And the way I really think about it quite simply is that fluoride creates brittle, discolored, even crumbling teeth. And so, and it suppresses the dentineal, dentineal lymph system. So fluoride, what it does really in a nutshell is that it's, it stiffens soft tissues and it makes the bones brittle. Well, here's a fun fact about fluoride. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has fluoride on its, quote, substantial evidence of neurotoxicity list. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and the Harvard study that showed it lowers kids' IQ. So are the is the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency speaking to the FDA ever? Like, do they ever meet up in the hallway or anything of that nature? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of areas where they don't communicate on because also the EPA has stated that, well, they claim EPA says the highest body burden of chronic mercury toxicity comes from silver fillings, right? So this is where we have, so the FDA approves silver, silver fillings in the mouths, but the FDA says, you know, it's the highest body burden and that the EPA also considers it toxic waste. So when fillings are removed from our mouth, it is considered to be toxic waste. Now, when it leaves your tooth, and goes out into like the dentist's special toxic waste bucket, that piece of mercury does not change in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't like alchemize differently in the air. And so they have a strict no-touch protocol to protect dentists and the environment from mercury poisoning. And if just, this is also from the EPA, four mercury fillings, if they were just tossed into a 20-acre lake, the lake would be unfit for fishing and swimming. Four fillings in a 20-acre lake. So just throw some fluoride in it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. If you take nothing else away from today's episode, just ditch the fluoride toothpaste. Just ditch it. Get a water filter maybe for your house. Think about that. But if you do Mm -hmm. nothing else, get the fluoride out of your kid's toothpaste and out of your toothpaste. Even if you stick with traditional toothpaste, there are other options. It's not that hard to get toothpaste without fluoride in them these days because word is getting around. Okay off the soapbox, stepping back down. Let's talk about what we should do. Let's talk about some positive steps that we can make. Talk Mm -hmm. to us about toothbrushes. So one of the things that you say is you say that when your toothbrush is flattened out after you've been using it for a few months, that most people are like, yay, you know, this is this, I've, I've used it up. It's time to get a new one. And you're saying, nope, it means you're doing something wrong. What is that? way too much pressure on the teeth when you're brushing. So if you still have the same toothbrush in one year, which you could do because you could soak it in hydrogen peroxide each night um, just to have it clean, then your toothbrush should be, those bristles should be the exact same condition. So when we brush too hard, we help our gums recede. And you also want to brush just one direction, which is gum to towards tooth, gum towards tooth. So you have to do that really sort of invisible lift off on your way back up, right? So you're not going back and forth, back and forth. You're just going one way, one way. So if it's the bottom teeth, it's gum up, top teeth, gum down. Okay. This leads us into some habits that you're suggesting that we adopt and to help us move away from, again, some of the conventional methods. And I have to say that of these eight habits, these eight steps that you're recommending, they're they're on the, by and large, they're very accessible. The first one you say is the salt rinse. Why? That just sort of primes the mouth. You can do it with salt or even baking soda. So that primes the mouth, it alkalinizes it and gets it ready for the brushing and uh, clears away stuff. So even if kids just do that and they swish and spit, then you're already like sort of 50% done with their teeth brushing. Believe me, it's harder. It's easier for them to swish than get them to brush every crevice of their mouth. So you start with a salt rinse. And I mean, literally, you say, just get a mason jar, put some salt in it. You give the ratios and fill it with hot water. And there's your brine. And so you say that this is especially important after you have eaten citrus or other high acid foods to neutralize the acidity right away. And you say that it's less than ideal to brush your teeth right after a meal, which surprised me. Can you make all of those things make sense for us? Yeah, you have to kind of, you have to allow the body and the saliva and hopefully you have good healthy saliva to just sort of recalibrate the mouth from all the food and get resettled, especially if an acid thing was introduced. So if you're brushing right after you've eaten citrus or different things like that, then you're going to, it's like priming your mouth and having the right environment. So, you know, eating in a way is like new information for the mouth and that in our little ecosystem. So you want to just get the mouth and the environment ready. You know, we're always taught brush your teeth right after a meal. And frankly, I do that all the time because I can't stand that post-meal, like dirty feet. I mean, I brush my teeth three times a day easily. And so what you're saying is, particularly if you're going to do that, then start with the salt rinse because it helps neutralize the acidity. Yes, okay. or or even the baking soda rinse. And another extra tip, which is 
related, unrelated, but even if you, if you've been doing, um, hydrogen peroxide rinses, then follow that with like a baking soda or a salt rinse, because then it, it, it'll help that astringent quality that the hydrogen peroxide has, has created in the mouth. And then it just, oh, it just calms it all. So it's good for the gums after just a side tip. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And again, this was so easy to do. I already did it. I have the jar in my bathroom and I actually right like on. it. Yeah. It's very, it's very salty. Go figure. Um, but then yeah. it just, it's a very nice, I like after I had coffee and I was like, I'm not going to brush my teeth right away because Nadine said, <laughs> but then when I did that, when I did that rinse and then I brushed my teeth with the essential oil, I felt like I just come from the dentist. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So step two, step two, you say is scraping the tongue and I'm not going to go into great detail on some of these that are self-evident. And for those folks who are super interested, you know, the book and your other work lay this out very, very well, but you say scrape the tongue to remove again, some of the plaque. Yeah. It's like basically tongue plaque. Okay. Gross. I don't even want to talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Brushing the gums and you say brush from gum down to tooth and you say, you suggest adding a tiny drop of neem oil to your dry toothbrush. I have got to ask you why a dry toothbrush for this step? Well, it's more stimulating to the gums. So this phase, you really think about as like you're almost like you're brushing the gums. It's like gum massage, like almost how you dry brush your skin. You're, you're, and then you get more stimulation with those bristles. And then it's either, yeah, one of the serums that we've made that are really potent botanical biotics in there or the neem enamelizer. And so you're brushing gum towards teeth. And then step four is polishing the teeth. And then polishing the teeth you do with an electric toothbrush, round-headed, so you can get into other places your manual one didn't, like the round-headed are great for behind the front teeth. And that, again, you're using dry, and you're going to use a pinch of one of our pace, or like I'm also, I'm always, if you, you don't have to buy anything we make, you can literally just use like baking soda and sea salt and hydrogen peroxide and ditch everything else you're using right now and your teeth will be so happy. So it can be that simple too. The um, serums just provide an extra source of um, healing for the gums and good potent botanicals. And you're like, that's where you're going to get off some of that deeper, that deep plaque, especially when it's on a dry brush. Okay. So we're brushing the gums. Then we're actually polishing the teeth. And I think it's actually helpful to think of them in those two ways. And then you have a great helpful hint about floss. You say, put a single drop of essential oil on your finger and run the floss between your thumb, your thumb and your finger and coat the floss with that essential oil. Why do we do that? That gets that botanical biotic right in between the teeth and which is where a lot of issues are, but you can't get there with your toothbrush. And so what's so fascinating about essential oils, and again, you have to use authentic, genuine essential oils. So what's so cool is that the oils effectively reduce biofilms. And so it's cool because now we have scientific studies that confirm the ancient wisdom of using all of those uh, botanicals that I just mentioned to maintain oral ecology because all the ones I mentioned have been been used for, you know, thousands of years for oral care. And now we just have a little bit more insight as to why they're so effective. Well, and I get really overwhelmed when we talk about essential oils because I feel like there are an infinite number of them and they cure an infinite number of things and my mind can't wrap itself around that matrix. Like what condition is solved by what essential oil? You don't have to have them all, right? You can just like pick a few and work them into your routine or am I am I nuts? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that is totally true. It sounds like if I have if I have baking soda, hydrogen peroxide, maybe a little bentonite clay to change it up a little bit to do yeah. some of my teeth polishing. Yeah, I'm gonna be in pretty good shape. Oh, you're you're gonna be thriving. If you never saw an essential oil, but you just worked with those, it it would be amazing. Because then the main thing too is that you've stopped the commercial stuff. Which I go, which I always, which we did with the skincare, the stop, seal, and seed. Yes. And there's that so related to the mouth. Tell us, remind us about that again. Stop, seal, and seed. Yeah. So stop all the commercial oral care products right now and just use baking soda. Right now, even Arm and Hammer. It's all the same. Just do it. That easy. And that, and how cheap is that? And then you want to stop doing things that are spiking blood sugar levels. You want to maintain a low blood sugar level for all kinds of reasons. You, you want to stop consuming processed food. You want to remove mercury fillings because they irritate the gums and the guts. 
They, you know, release mercury vapors all day, every day, even if your uh, fillings are 40 years old. They feed pathogens. Pathogens love eating the food that this heavy metals create. Um, Dr. Hal Huggins called it the marriage of metals and microbes and said that pathogens eat mercury for breakfast. And, the, and mercury fillings also create um, uh, receding gum, gums as well. And then you want to stop things that are mutating microbes in the mouth, like antibiotics, glyphosates, fluoride, triclosan, and toothpaste. And you want to stop using synthetic dental care products from the maybe harmful if swallowed categories, all that kind of right. stuff. And then you want so you stop it, and then you're going to seal. So bleeding, receding, inflamed gums, all of that is a sign that you've got what I call leaky gums. So there's leaky guts. You can have a leaky gum, which is a bleeding receding gum, and a leaky tooth, which is like a cavity tooth. Using the things we talked about, like the baking soda salt and all that, will also help and heal the gums. Like, like you know, that's why they do say swish with salt water after you had like uh, gum surgery, right? Because it is a healer. But if you add things like the soothing serums of things like sea buckthorn, frankincense, rosa auto, and we put all that into an ozonated gel with oxygen, so those, those fats and the lymph-stimulating phytonutrients, they all help to really heal the gums fast. For some people, they just use the Yogi Tooth Serum or the Happy Gum Drops, and they stop their bleeding in 24 hours. Oh, those are yours? Yeah. For some people, it takes a week, but people heal. And then even, even some people, they just switch first time and just use like our frankincense toothpaste, and they're like my teeth are no longer sensitive, like just from that one switch. And then the alkalinizers of baking soda, sea salt, even swishing with magnesium liquid, all of that will really heal the gums. Oh, I was going to say, and then there's like swishers, which is not a real word, but if you swish with coconut and essential oils, that upgrades your oil pulling, and then you spit that out. Oil pulling is one of those things that nobody had heard of in, you know, the Western world until the internets came along. And now it's everywhere. So is oil pulling um, fact or fiction that is actually helpful? It's real. Um, But you want to add the essential oils to that as well. So somebody will take, you know, you can take your own drop of peppermint or, peppermint or oregano or the happy gum drops. You add that to a teaspoon of liquid coconut oil and you just, you just swish that in your mouth for 15 minutes and you spit out. Now you take that same concept and you add a capsule of probiotics and then you swish that around after you've pulled and you swish around for like less time, like 30 seconds, and then you swallow that. Oh, okay. So, okay. Let's break that down. So oil pulling is just what it sounds like. It's swishing and pulling oil through your teeth, whether it's coconut oil or olive oil or sesame seed oil, I know is also good. You're suggesting that we add one drop of either oregano oil or some other essential oil to the oil pulling. You definitely want to spit that out because it's pulling toxins from your teeth and gums. And so you don't want to swallow that. But then you're saying mix a probiotic, like dissolve a probiotic in water and swish that around your mouth and then swallow it yeah or in the oil or in the water and then that's helping you to reseed your environment which we'll touch on a little bit further in a second Nadine you're always full of so much information I could I mean honestly I don't even know how to get through all of this this is so much information okay here's what I promise to do for everybody and a point that a listener actually asked me to clarify all you have to do is go to onairwithella.com and type in the three digit episode number in the search bar when you do that this any episode you're ever listening to will pull up if whatever depending on what number you type in but type in this episode number and I will have links to so much of Nadine's goodness. So I will link to the details behind the eight steps of self-dentistry. I will link to her information about essential oils. And I will link to any article that you want to send me, Nadine, that speaks to any of these things. Yeah, and we have like a lot of articles like... So maybe you found your biological dentist or you're, you're looking at the list. Well, then I have an article on like 10 more questions you can ask them to really see if they're hardcore or not. Because there are some holistic dentists that just, you know, still use the same materials. They juice some carrot juice and send you out the door with a bottle of Crest toothpaste. So you really want to understand where the dentist is at, or maybe they remove, they, they might remove your mercury, but maybe in another office, they're putting mercury in other people's mouths. So you want to go to a dentist that is like not using mercury ever. 
And, and really a real true biological dentist won't even perform a root canal because they know that those are just festering health hazards. Wow, you've given us a great deal to think about. And something I just want to remind everybody of is when you hear this stuff and you get to that point where it starts to feel overwhelming, I just want to remind you to start where you are. I mean, even just switching out that nasty mouthwash. Look, I sound so judgy. That nasty mouthwash that's blue or green, which tells you immediately that it's got a bunch of artificial junk in it that you don't need. And switching out that toothpaste for a more natural version, even if you don't go super simple like I'm doing. I'm becoming quite the quite the oral hippie, Nadine, I have to tell you. My, my husband's like, why are there so many like mason jars in our bathroom now? And a shot glass. There was a mason jar and like a Jack Daniels whiskey shot glass. <laughs> my husband is like, it. I don't even, like, I don't even want to know what we're doing now. Um, I'm like, here's some clay, go brush your teeth. But anyway, he's very tolerant. If it, When it starts to feel overwhelming, I would just ask you to consider making one change. Start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. And quite literally, you have this stuff. You can start with a saltwater rinse or some oil pulling and just start thinking about your teeth differently and understanding that they are living things and that you can fix them from the inside out because our bodies are amazing. Okay, Nadine, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Perfect. It's so good. Is there anything else that we should be talking about before we wrap today? Is there anything I failed to ask you? Well, I just wanted to say too, when you talk about, you know, being overwhelmed, it's totally understandable because we're undoing a lot and then we're throwing a lot of new stuff in it. We also, our customer care is great and you can email us like any question, even if it's about like salt and baking soda. You know what I mean? Like we're really, we really, I feel like we really deliver in our customer service. So feel free to email us too. Nadine, that is, that's fantastic. Thank you very much for offering that. And you know, I don't have commercials on this show. I don't have sponsors for the show and I'm not saying I never will, but my personal preference right now is just to bring people on who have something that I truly, truly care about and want to share with the world. And I have no problem promoting things that I believe heartily in. So I want as many people as possible to just check out livinglibations.com. And Nadine, you are so generous. Last time you gave away a beauty prize pack, which was a amazing. Thank you very much. And this time you have said that if people enter code Ella at checkout, then they can save 5% off their purchase, which adds up when you're like me and you go buy your entire like kit off of livinglibations.com. So 5% if they type in Ella, is that right? Yes, that is correct. All right. Thank you so much, Nadine. I've loved having you on. This is very generous of you. Once again, we will put the coupon code, the promotional code in this episode post on the On Air with Ella site. And Nadine, you've been just a treasure trove of information. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Bye now. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com, where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.